rifling through those long boxes. It's gotta be here, it's gotta be here, it's gotta be here. Aha! Here it is! And bagging those books. I'm out of bags and boards again. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. The Cosmic Force Podcast. A Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Parker Kirk, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Boach. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week of the Cosmic Force. Uh, well, I'm, I don't know if you noticed, I'm not Parker. Uh, he couldn't make it this week, unfortunately. Is it because of Thursday Night Football starting up? Uh, he said no, but I'm not entirely convinced. However, I'm joined by two uh, great individuals to talk some new Star Wars comic books out this week. So first, I'll kick it off to the familiar, the lovable, uh, the Caleb Lamina. Caleb, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, it's it's fun to be back in the semi-director's chair again, clicking all the buttons here. Uh, so Parker did me a big favor, give me this much more power. But no, we got a brand new co-host here. So we're going to be, it's going to be exciting to talk comics with him here. If you've been uh, up to date here, you've probably seen his name thrown around a little bit here. But we got ourselves a uh, new co-host and he's all polished up on these comics. So welcome to the show, I want to say, Mr. Oz. Uh, Hello, uh, how are um, you? I'm good. Uh, saying co-host sounds like a lot of responsibility. <laughs> guest host, <laughs> thought, guest host. Yeah, I thought I was guest just a host. guest, but I guess I'm here to stay. Uh, no, <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to chat a bit. Yeah, and we are happy to have you. Oz is a, I get, we can almost call you a regular on Star Wars Archives, maybe, I feel like at this <laughs> yeah. point. We're getting I'm, close. I've been on a couple episodes. Um, uh, if, if anyone watching is uh, a patron of Utini, there's a great talk that I believe is out now about Servants of the Empire we did uh, mm -hmm. this month. So check that out. I'll do my best to not talk about those books during this hour because they are not comics. I'm just like, I'm trying to think of a way that you can make it come up in the show topic today. I think we're safe, but you know, I always think that and it always still comes <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I managed to turn. Um, what oh the the new um tales of light and life in the first story okay. i pulled one out of there so we'll find right. something or the fact that paper images have appeared in certain things and you're like That's ah right. servants of the empire reference <laughs> yeah if there's paper it's servants <laughs> of the empire and comics are yeah. printed on paper see we found it right there, there it go. is it's just well that simple anyways if you're joining us for the first time welcome and if you're a returning viewer welcome back this uh we are here Every other week, uh, both on youtube.com slash Utini, every other Wednesday, as well as all of your typical podcast uh, services. That's Apple Podcasts, that's Spotify, that's Google Podcasts. I am a Google Podcast uh, you know, representative here as you know, an insufferable Android user. Uh, but And then also, in addition, if you do like what you're listening to, you like the content, uh, and you want to give back in some way, you can feel free to head over to patreon.com slash Utini, where for as little as $5 a month, you can gain exclusive access to the entire Utini podcast network of shows that might include some things like, yeah, Oz talking about Servants of the Empire. Uh, that I'll, I don't know if that could be on the $10 tier. Um, if Double check that. I'm not entirely yeah, sure. I have, to be no, honest. I have no idea. That's not that, my that is a That is a Timothy question. Um, but He was here uh, two, you know, okay, our two episodes ago. Yeah, so we'll, we'll you know next time we're on here we will clarify what the what the Patreon tiers are uh, for the listeners. But with that short intro out of the way, uh, let's get into a little bit of what we've been reading lately. 
Um, from a novel standpoint, we are kind of in a bit of a, a hot period. Um, as we're recording this, Tales of Light and Life came out two days ago. Um, my copy is, is somewhere in Ohio. Uh, thank you, Barnes & Noble, for using UPS. And it's still taking a week to ship. Love that for me. Um, and then we had, from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi come out the week prior. Uh, so 40 nine ish short stories in like a week long period. Um, kind of crazy. I'm personally about halfway through from a certain point of view, but, um, yeah, I've been loving it. I don't know. What all are you currently reading outside of the comics we're talking about today? Uh, well, I'm in star Wars news. I am. I just started and also finished because it's a quick one. Uh, what was it? Uh, most wanted star Wars, most wanted. Oh, the, most uh, wanted's a good yeah. one. Love the that solo one. Uh, prequel, I guess it was good. I enjoyed it. It was kind of like, I enjoyed it a lot. It, it, it felt very much like a fluff piece. I'm glad I, I'm glad I read it, but it definitely felt like, well, you know, I'm glad we had like a very low stakes sort of, uh, you know, setup. The thing, like, part of me wonders if I would have liked them, if I would have loved Solo even more if I'd read that first. Probably not. I love Solo. I think it might be like I notice this controversial, but I think I might like it more than the other uh, one-off movie of Rogue of Rogue One. Interesting. That, that is a rare take. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Solo is great. Um, I don't know how much the book would add because it, it basically <laughs> is a prequel for like the first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, like it's it's all about the Moncarelli or whatever. I uh, it's like I read that book over the summer. I'm like, man, Sulo's such a cool character. I love this little guy. And then just like I'm like, and then towards the end, I'm like, kind of weird he doesn't show up in the movie, huh? Yeah, <laughs> it's like <No>. dead. <laughs> it's like it, it's like they specifically gave him a name so that like one would think Han would be like, oh, Sulo, that Solo, that's kind of like my thing. I'm okay with this. Who knows? But like, it was definitely um. Uh, there's definitely like oh so there's going to be at least a happy ending for one of these three uh little orphans right probably um <laughs> i guess did, did han have a happy ending uh, i'm not he, really sure he survived which i mean that's sort of han's mo like, that is, just, that like, is a, yeah. live to see another day until episode seven and like that is like a question like does han this is a big meta question does han have a happy ending like does I, his story end happily I don't know. No, we also we don't know. We don't know Cure's ending. So so no. far we got one. We got two no's and one TBD. But probably I mean, also no. If you take, uh, I know it's a vision. We can. We're not here to argue about it. But if you take episode nine into account, maybe that's a happy ending for Sultan. You know, because oh, he yeah. has that moment on, uh, oh, on yeah, Endor yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever that. On you know, uh, the uh, Beer. Death Star. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, other but yeah, in or... general, no, I mean, Han lost his marriage. He basically lost his son, who then killed him. His best friends mm-hmm. were pretty much all gone. Uh, he lost his ship for the longest yeah, and time. Yeah, then he got it back for a day. But, for a day, mm-hmm. yes. Well, with that depressing yeah. uh, look at Han Solo... Uh, yeah, Oz, did you say what you're reading yet? Oh, no, uh, so I did start, uh, from a certain point of view. I got through like two stories and then, uh, I realized I needed to read Path of Vengeance because I never mm. got around to that. Uh, it's a great book, knocked it out last week, and then, like, right in time, just hours before I got Tales of Light and Life, and I'm through like three or four of those stories. I'm really liking it so far. Okay. Very ready for phase three of the High Republic. Um, which starts soon with 
uh what's it called starlight Sh- shadows of starlight will be yeah, out shadows in of starlight. i think i believe it's october is when yeah. it's or maybe late yeah october um so they actually i guess a bit of news they posted a some preview pages of that i believe in the last week now mm-hmm. um and it's uh we get something called i think it's the guardian protocol is what it's called but it's all like the whole jedi councils in front of the uh the senate chamber and you have this like picture of like um master i think his name's grandmaster laru like holding his hands up and like they're like putting like this list of like things that are going to happen and the buddy system and i i translated it i'm I'm gonna pull it up real quick well i'm not gonna we're not gonna show it on screen but i'll read out what it says um accelerating of youngling combat instruction outposts staffed by droids independent research paused early padawan trials research resource management restrictions offensive combat as required and yeah the buddy system no jedi travels alone so um yeah i mean it's it's, it's it's looking grim clone wars like it's it's yeah the protocols they start with the clone wars because i'm also reading i'm in the middle of uh rise of the red blade which is a somewhat Uh recent release and it shows that uh the knighting ceremony that we find out where anakin and all these other like 40 padawans all get knighted at once because so it's, it's also in Brotherhood too, as yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's originally from Brotherhood, or originally from the Tartakovsky, however you want to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the, the uh, micro series, or yeah. So it's it's yeah. it, it, they're making it feel a lot like the Clone Wars in how they're going to treat the Jedi. So hopefully, I know that you were a little frustrated about that interview because they said that um, it's a great jumping on point. For oh Michael yeah. <laughs> They say so, that with everything. Yeah. So, like, uh, I feel like listeners, if you haven't read the High Republic, pick up uh, Shadows of Starlight and let us know what you think. Yeah. Just go issue one. Just first. off the rip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say for people that are a little bit more versed in the High Republic, uh, especially comics fans, as is relevant to this show, um, mm-hmm. I would recommend a reread or a first time read of The Eye of the Storm uh, two issue miniseries uh, before phase three. Um, this is not with any, I don't have any like insider knowledge, uh, but there are events that happen in that comic that so far have not been told anywhere else. And I'm kind of afraid the storm seeds, I'm kind of afraid people are just going to forget about it or not know and be like, Hmm, what's going on. And you just like, like, here's this new information on you. Yeah. That did I mean, come out two it's years ago. It's going to be important. Uh, yeah. one, cause it was like the epilogue to the whole phase and also like, everything in phase two in the back half of it was like mirroring it was setting yeah. up for marky on rose what he does in that comic book yeah the uh the, the establishment of the occlusion zone and all this mm-hmm. stuff i would definitely read that it's in the volume or the volume like, three volume three trade paperback so nice. if you I need f- a way to read that i feel like i made a mistake with phase two and that i I made it all the way through to the Battle of Jeddah, and then I put it down. And literally, everyone else says, like, from then on, it gets like the gas gets turned on. It gets really good after the Battle of Jeddah. That I will say that is true, but that also kind of ignores the fact that the Battle of Jeddah is like half the content of the phase. <laughs> <laughs> like getting There's to so the Battle much. of Jeddah is the start. Like you got yeah. so much content that is set. Like, and Oz and I know this because we've been working with like timeline stuff and reading order stuff on the website just like there is so much battle of Jetta content that um it can be a lot yeah if if you this with this one if you're going like all the way in you see the same events from different angles a lot of times which can be cool 
mm-hmm. or it can be like, all right, I'm ready to move on. I it's, like it. it. It's There's like an you know, element from another of point cool. of view, like yeah. episode four and five. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Caleb, what have you read with phase two then? Uh, I think the, I've read the first two novels. Uh, like the first, like uh, passive deceit and yep. then uh-huh. uh, convergence. Not conver- convergence. Yes. Which I was, you know, they were okay. Uh, let's just go ahead and, uh, here, okay, and then I did the audio drama Battle of Jedha, and then okay. like the first like eight issues of the uh, comic, or five okay. issues of the comic. So yeah. you, you are. So basically... I feel like I'm like halfway through. Yeah, That's pretty spot on. If I mean, it's Dark Horse also isn't making it easy to, yeah. to stay caught up. It took the release schedule for the single issues was wild, and then they released four have... issues on one day. <laughs> yeah, which I've. <laughs> I've been reading comics for like 15 years and I've never heard of that. Uh, and then the first volume still isn't out of adventures. Mm. So it, good luck everybody. Yeah. You know. It's yeah. I, I, if you had not like gotten as far and I might make some like recommendations, but at this point you're like so far into it, you might as well just like, if you want to see it out. Uh, I feel I do want to see it out. I just like I've picked up a couple other books and you know some Discworld things. Some like you know mm-hmm. I just want something light palate cleanser. So I went to uh, just a one off. Like listen, all I have to n- know about uh, Most Wanted is that they appear in Solo, the movie. That I like. Yeah, you know, that's all I need yeah. for this book. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but hey, you know, and you know, we are in a hot zone of books between all of the things we've already talked about. Crimson Climb is in. A month now, basically a month from today. I think it's like um, the eighth of October. Oh, nice. uh, they just announced then... Dude, the uh, dude wears my starship of the uh, Jedi Council, right? <laughs> it's the road trip movie. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I was getting to that. Road yeah, the Living Force. Solid reference there. Not real, real relevant. Uh, yeah. Not um, not to be confused with our sister podcast, the Living Force. As they left the air temporarily, they announced a Living Force, the book by John Jackson Miller, who's making his canon novel return after ten years away. He had a new dawn. He's done some things between now and then with short stories. Mainly yeah. just short stories. There's a lot think, of short stories, though. Yeah, he's in. He's in at least two of the fact pops, I think. Yeah, he's in. I know he's in from Empire Strikes Back. Was he in A New Hope? I don't know. I just I, there's 40 people in each of those books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he did um, a bunch of, or not a bunch, but a handful of insider short stories as well. So yeah. it's going to be hilarious if at some point in the near future they release a comic book called The Cosmic Force. Just to like, <laughs> it's like we're straight up mess with the SEO. We're we're gonna we're gonna get sued so hard. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, we, I think Cri- we, Crimson Climb could be cool just from a co- comic standpoint. I think there's a decent chance of like some comic references. There's bound it's to be possible. I will because it it's it starts. I think it's supposed to start when she gets like kid or not like basically like detained yeah. by the Corsac police, and then ends before she meets maul or as she's going to meet maul yeah i think it's basically her gap in solo yeah is that um but that i mean cure is hot right now uh that's true hashtag make solo to happen or whatever it's called yeah yeah. got we gotta get those out there but i feel like we should probably eventually maybe talk about what we're actually our main focus today so we're not here all night um dark droids is going on we we gotta stop talking star wars and start 
talking talking about the right star wars yes (laughs) Uh, dark dark droids is happening we have jumped from the kira trilogy of events to the next trilogy or hopefully not trilogy jesus (laughs) 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 yeah oh the the next event dark droids we are uh caleb and tim actually talked about issue one maybe two episodes ago yeah like a month ago and now we're talking we're here talking about issue two of dark droids which came out last week or this week as we're recording and also the first two star wars issues of the event which are focusing on caleb's very favorite lobot and lando and charles soul did say i believe on twitter that this is or x or whatever that this is kind of going to be a follow-up on his miniseries and so far he is I think delivering on that promise. It's really getting into the emotional impact of this relationship between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and like uh, in, yeah, in one issue, there's like a literal callback scenes of like the ending of that series. Yeah, so, doesn't it like yeah. have them in the in the escape pod or whatever yeah. from so the Imperialis? Yeah, in thirty seven, it shows a flashback to them meeting, making the plan for what would the, the first page of the Lando miniseries. And then it cuts to like later, and it's literally the last page of the, of the miniseries. So you could, if you haven't read the Lando miniseries, you could read 37, stop at the flashback, and then read all five issues. And it, would, <laughs> it would tell perfectly. And yes, Caleb, shame on whoever hasn't read it. Exactly. Like, you know, it's only the best Star Wars comic ever written. It's, it's up there. It's up there. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so, yeah, do we want to talk yeah. about these issues a little bit more? Yeah. So let's go ahead and start. Uh, with the uh, Star Wars, I think Star Wars thirty-seven and thirty-eight. Here we'll mainly talk about thirty-eight here. So, well, what was the creative team on this? Jacob, can you run it through? This was um all, well. So, first off, all the issues we're talking about today were written by Charles Soule, Man is a Machine. Uh, but the artist on this one is I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly. I apologize. Uh, Matabek uh, Musabekov, and then the color is Rochelle Rosenberg exactly a familiar name there in the end there uh so uh this is a great uh so we'll just kind of give a brief recap to these two issues here um uh in 37 it kind of does a lot of the uh, pre-work here where lando wakes up to find his best friend lobot uh has gone haywire is overriding the fire control systems of the home one itself um using some percussive maintenance he matches he does manage to stop Lobot from you know, blasting half the fleet to smithereens, but he learns that Lobot does not have much time left, as the Imperial implants will soon completely override his brain and shut it down. The only lead they have is an old droid from the Rebellion that the Rebellion used for an ancient language that Lando uh, kind of double-crossed and sold the droid to uh, Jabba once the Rebellion was done with it. Uh, So Lando bundles up his friend and goes to Tatooine. There they find the Bomar Monastery in a bit of a pickle as the droids have risen up, uh, driven by the Scourge, fighting through the palace. Uh, They uh, find themselves trapped between both the Rancor and let me find a right, correct image here the droid horde so 37 with kind of was a great um kind of cult the kind of an action sort of thing as we see the uh the talkie droid does he actually have a, a definitive name here do we know i know him as like the trawak droid which is the language he speaks uh but i don't know if he has like a name name yeah i couldn't find one. i think even on on the book he's just it's like talkie <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think he might have a you know a, a number designation, and not right. even then because I don't think that like with a number designation we can make a, like a little f- fun little uh, like 
you know, uh, title for him. But nope, he's just a, a droid that uh, manages to escape the giant uh, thing here. So uh, as with a l- many, many Star Wars uh, comics, we do see like a dis- misleading title uh, cover page here of both Lando and <laughs> and, and uh, Lobot being attacked by, was this? Uh, EV uh, 99. 99. But yeah. he immediately gets uh, though, turned by the uh, by the scourge here. Uh, so let's start with these droids here. So how do you guys feel like, you know, do we feel like the um, it's it's about time we got back to this uh, story beat? Like for like in this last like two weeks, um, because we challenged uh, Parker to do it. I went through and reread all of the like Star Wars. Uh, oh, geez, I did not do that. <laughs> Like I, I just kind of flew through it there, but it, you can definitely tell. Like you know, just, I was like, oh yeah, this was a very important like story beat of like this it's, talking droid. That was, was like the that... second arc of of the twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, like, Operation Starlight. Yeah, with uh, uh, yeah, Commander Wreck. Yeah, we're doing a, essentially the Navajo code talker for the World War II fans out there. You know. <laughs> essentially finding an ancient dead language that no one else speaks so we'll use that for the code speaking um he essentially tries to double cross the whole rebellion or like leverage like lobot's life against them they outsmart him and then uh you know in war of the bounty hunters uh lando like captures the droid and literally just shoots him out of an airlock and tells uh you know with a ear ear pod tag on it so that uh apple air checks it out java can pick it up yeah yeah yeah, it, it's yeah, it's been a long. I mean, it's probably what's the last issue of War of the Bounty Hunters for Star Wars was I think issue sixteen. So, so it's like, probably been like since fourteen, I think. Because I think fifteen was one of those was like an entire thing of just Luke and Vader chasing in starfighters. Yeah, so it's yeah. been a hot minute since we've seen this droid. Um, uh, yeah, it's very cool to kind of come back to it finally. And like he he, in case you haven't read these stories in a long time, he mentions it in these issues, but he is super, super old. Like he talks about his memory banks going back thousands of years. Uh, mm-hmm. He was originally a part of the um, Imperial Museum on Coruscant. And uh, the Pathfinders with Kess Dameron came to liberate him from the collection. And we lost, oh God, what was the name? Uh, Needle. Yeah, Needle, the uh, Quermian dude. Um, R.I.P. Uh, Yariel Poof species. Anyways. Uh, we ne- we, but he, we didn't see him die, so maybe. <laughs> no, he's he's dead. He's very dead. <laughs> um, or he's a, it's either that or he's in an Andor like work camp. Uh, one of exactly. the two, right? Um, but yeah, so is I'm I'm happy we finally kind of came back to this. Um, like it is nice that I think I've been reading a lot of Dark Horse like Legend stuff lately, and like I felt like back then you had a lot more of like them planting a seed and not coming back to it for like 30 issues mm-hmm. um, kind of type thing. So it is, it, I do appreciate getting these more long drawn out storylines and these like, you know, things that give you like significant payoff from reading the whole thing. Exactly. Now real quick, I didn't get pull up a great image of just him showing him, but did they change his design? I feel like they changed. He looked design. a little smaller. I think it's like head seems more shrunk down. I think they. I they, I definitely don't remember well. Enough. I did not recognize him at first. If that tells you anything, exactly. So. Uh, yeah, it looks totally different. Oh wait, no, that's the that was a droid act. Uh, he got uh Gomorian dispatch that was the, there. Yeah, it looks similar-ish. So, but my, I, 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 I mean, mean we have different artists. We have different artists since then, so that's probably um, the main thing. So, but yeah, I liked. I mean, Charles Soule has been doing that a lot because he's been. I mean, he's been writing 
since 2015 first comics yeah since since the lando series and so he's been poe dameron dropping and picking oh right yeah yeah so he's been dropping and picking up his own little breadcrumbs consistently uh which is is what's great when there's like a consistent uh person behind the book and Mm -hmm. the problem of course is like there's what like 40 star wars comics a month that you have to remember and so like (laughs) trying to trying to remember that all the circumstances behind the talkie droid was a little tough for me but i mean that's what the internet's for yeah i I went back and found it it was he ditched it out the airlock in issue number 14 which came out june 8th 2021 it has been over two years since we have seen this droid and i mean and think about all that has happened in in star wars comics since then we've had the kira trilogy Mm -hmm. i mean that's the big girl tree then this happened like yes, on sorry, either yeah. side of that. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say we we had the Kira miniseries and then the other Kira miniseries. Yeah. And I was trying another miniseries or like you know crossover event. Here. I mean, and like obviously the Higher Republic is its own separate thing, but that was basically half. That was like around the time the Rising Storm came out. We've had so much more of that Jeez. content since then as well. So yeah, and that's all a bunch of new names that are taking up space in my head. Yeah. So yeah, it's tough to remember a character who literally doesn't even have a name. So right. okay. So quick question: Do you like <laughs> this is theory crypting here? I, I feel like I do like to ask this a lot though. Do you think this? Uh, do you think this guy's going to survive this whole uh, arc here? Uh, to... The droid, you mean? Yeah, I don't think the droid has a happy ending in 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 Spore from I feel like he's just a little bit too chaotically cruel and trying to use people too much. I feel like that's going to be his comeuppance. <sighs> Well, also, I mean, he's sort of getting it from both sides because he's yeah. threatening the the rebels, and then also the scourge is trying to get him. Mm-hmm. Which, so every droid's at risk right now. Right. That's kind of the whole thing. I'm also curious as like you know how because this droid has like some significant dirt on Lando, who is kind of trying to like rehabilitate himself and like be a strong figure in the rebellion. Can like. Does does it make sense? Is there a way Lando can have this droid still exist without at least like wiping its memory or something like that? Yeah, yeah. maybe. I don't know. It's the, the his whole theme in the story so far is like it'd be a shame to get rid of you because you know all this stuff, right? Because um, he probably get he, let's let's be real. He probably gets assimilated just because that makes things more interesting. Yeah, I mean, like that that's going to be hardcore if the scourge gets him. Uh, and should he we really wanted him? Should we talk about the scourge? <laughs> or well, uh, we can wait yeah. for dark droids. Let's we'll, we'll we'll wait for dark, dark droids. droids. Well, like, this, so but it is. It, it's worth noting this is spinning out of dark droids one, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, we see three PO who at the end of that book he got assimilated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I he's will... the sort of the access point there. Now I will say we're not very far into this, but I do kind of like how they're doing this. Like this Star Wars is telling like its own independent like Lando and Lobot story. So like you're definitely seeing like the repercussions from this Dark Droids like main series here. But I feel like if you weren't reading Dark Droids, you could still get uh, like the full story from this. It's like oh, there's a purple eyed like droid hive mind going around. You know yeah. that's pretty scary. Yeah, so far it's much more Crimson Empire, ugh, Crimson Rain Hidden Empire than it is worth Bounty Hunters, and for that much I appreciate it. Yeah, it's sort of it's almost a hybrid because I feel like it's at least addressing that main story. Like sometimes with with Crimson Rain and Hidden Empire, it was like, yeah, why, that's how true. is this related? 
but it's not like, like War of the Bounty Hunters where it's like one scene here, then one scene here, and then the scene in this other book. And if you're not reading them all, you're toast. It's like Dark yeah. Droids, you don't, at least so far, you don't need this issue to understand number two and vice versa. I think I think we we might be like heading forward like the hard convergence with maybe yeah. what Vader ends up doing. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, come check on but, us in three months. Yeah, uh, after the see, after see, Trevor's had a chance to go through it all, see how much crow we have to eat here. So, right. yeah. Now, speaking of like the emotional heart of this, like, I'm speaking kind of abandoned plot lines. Like, Lobot's been around for like with like the uh, the mainline series here for the longest time but he's kind of been a background character for so long it's kind of it's nice to see both of them back uh like lando and lobot together like on screen actually interacting again you know right and the problem with lobot of course is that like unless you do a flashback he doesn't really talk yeah and do, so... do we think he'll ever actually be restored or like i i did have to look this up there and like apparently he's like he makes a bit appearance in the battlefront 2 story uh oh, but i didn't does? actually play that uh, i think oh like they, they say he helped twice, lead... but i don't remember that i don't know if he, like all it said is that he helps lead a like the uh rebellion to recapture uh uh bespin after his uh after the fall of the empire after episode that six. happened in, i know that happens in some of the interludes i think in aftermath life debt as well it happens in aftermath it also sort of happens in star wars uprising exactly uh, <laughs> so, like he's made yeah, oh, movies, so. this is not star wars archives we cannot go on an uprising <laughs> so tangent all, right now all i'm saying is that apparently he like in canon they have established that he survives but you know it's a very tenuous sort of thing yeah. so if charles soul wants to kill him off here like i wouldn't say that would make like in the timeline and we all have to throw our hands up and, and riot here but yeah it I, looks I would like, riot because i at least want according to, to the book right now he's in aftermath empire's end so as far as we know, he's alive post Endor. But to dig into Jacob's you know question here, is he a, like alive, alive and thriving and yeah, talking? Yeah, that's he, I guess you know, the more important thing. I, I have not read that book since it came out, uh, okay. which was like 2016. So yeah, it's been a hot minute. Um, but it'd be cool to see him rehabilitated. I mean, he's always been a cool dude ever since he's an Empire, but he. He doesn't show up in Return of the Jedi, and so I guess they got to explain that. Exactly. So maybe he's going to go like rehabilitate. Maybe he's going to track down and see if he can get his uh, afro back here. His uh, yeah, his I love that look. Headdress. Gosh, like it, this is from a the you know, audio listeners. There's a flashback <laughs> where Lando and uh, Lobot go essentially clubbing because it's easy to use a uh, Lobot's uh you know uh interactions so he can like you know count cards and get the best odds here so in order to disguise that they have a giant pink fuzzy like wig there they put, they put a mop on his head yeah, not yeah. really it's it literally really just is. a mop <laughs> it's this like ridiculous disco aesthetic i mean which lando already kind of has but yeah, it's, yeah. even there his pants are a little bell bottomy mm -hmm. uh and then lobot man what are you doing he's got the he's got the leather black leather pants and yeah a shirt question and, like it is a shirt yeah, yeah. a funky pattern shirt it. those high heel boots it's a look dude like i'd let him into a club with that you know, right no to that that was a cool moment though where like it's it's cool with lobot's kind of the only time you ever see lando operating on a human level 
Mm-hmm. Like actually interacting with someone and it not feeling like he's playing a con. Right. Uh, so it's sort of weird, these flashbacks and remembering like that Lando is a person and he can be a decent friend. Yeah. Even if he's always doing something else. Yo, wow. I love this I... Here's that panel here. Where I love the juxtaposition of like, you know, that the happy mm-hmm. you know, halcyon days of youth. And then, you know, it, it shows like, you know, Lando like literally dragging up. The, the, Darth like, Lobot listen, over there. Darth Lobot over <laughs> there, you know, through the sands of Tatooine, just like, you know, like I this is my last chance to redeem you. And like it the the Lando miniseries did a great job of showing why Lando and Lobot like you know connect there. We still haven't seen how they met, meet in canon yet. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe that'll be like a flashback we'll be getting eventually in the series. Did we not was that not part of like Oh gosh, was because his like Age of Rebellion comic does that 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 has them together and they're like trying to they bet it all their stuff so they can keep Bespin going. But I think that they've still been uh, met during that time. Okay, there's still the partnership, a duo ship there. Um, with with this panel, um, is the, is this comic the first time we see Lando's uh, Java Palace get up? I had that thought as well. I think so. Yeah, I, I don't know if we've seen this before here. So it kind of, it's kind of makes sense that he wants to disguise himself getting in there. Of course, he was it's, disguised there. Yeah, it's so weird because we're having all these Return of the Jedi, like close to proximity storytelling happen at the same time. So like the Lando Return of the Jedi one shot showed him stealing the plans to Jabba's palace. Here you have him going in as a guard before the movie. We have... I can't remember. I don't think there's anything that really involves him in from a certain point of view that much. I can't remember. I um, haven't gotten there. I, I've kind of been blazing through stories, so I'd have to like look at the list again. Like we'll um, have to um like we've introduced Bosch like pretty significantly in the comics too. So we'll have to figure out how Leia gets right. on that man. That was that was in um, Forces of Destiny. Forces of Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like oh I, yeah. Someone tells me they're not gonna be too concerned about glossing the canonicity over that. of that. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, that was one like one of the first stories that like that's an old one. Um, yeah, and it, it was I remember even at the time thinking that felt kind of important to put in this little three minute <laughs> Just, kids short. Okay. Well, no, uh, there's a comic adaptation too. That's true. Um, and, but then we're also getting like in this comic, Luke's working on his lightsaber. I mean, right. like everything is converging on return of the Jedi. We just don't know when it's going to happen. When, right. Like, like, is this going to be like, you know, the, is it like going to be the last five minutes of a basketball ball game where like, you know, we're, we're like yeah. two weeks away from this, but boy, these two weeks are going to take like, 30 issues. Charles Soul just keeps calling timeouts. <laughs> what we need we need to switch Star Wars comics to the Elam ending format or whatever the heck it's called. The what? Oh god. Okay, it's some sports nerd, nerd shit. Oh like yeah. It's like for yeah. like uh, if you ever watch like the TBT tournament or shit like stuff like that. There's like an alternate ending where like once you get to a certain level like they change the clock the, goes the away. Rules. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a a reference. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the, I don't know what the crossover between Star Wars comic reader and alternative uh, formats of basketball right. is, but <laughs> anyway, it's it's not it's not non-existence. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so, someone out yeah. there like that so, joke. Exactly. So no, it, it it's great to see Lando. It's great to see Lobot like interacting together. We got a couple of our fun things. We got to see Boba Fett in like two panels, like shooting a bunch of droids. We got to see the Rancor show up, but we all know that the Rancor will have to survive this one here. Like, like could it's be gonna, a different Rancor. 
could be. It's not Batista. This one is. Uh, this is uh, Moochie or whatever from Bad Batch. God, that's that's too much for me, man. Oh uh, man. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's no. It's it's great. I mean, I love Return of the Jedi. It was always my favorite of the three growing up. Thank you. So, like, this is a yeah. yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is a great Return of Jedi fans. Like, I I think I I like we had the old VHSs and I watched return to Jedi like more than the other two combined. I think. Yeah. Uh, that's because it had the bigger action scenes. Of course. That's a, like a, six yeah. I mean, year old and Java's palace was just so cool. There's so many action figures in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got, you got the, you got the nice green lightsaber popping on the blue Tatooine sky, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, definitely a reason, reason to change it. it. Yeah. <laughs> you had, you had, it ended with an awesome lightsaber duel and a space battle and a ground battle with the Ewoks. Like, you know, what more could you want? Yeah. Oh. So, the, I mean, the comic really is setting all those pieces up. All the dominoes are about to fall. Right. Um, and so, I, yeah, we got to remember where Lobot is. Yeah. I remember making like the kind of joke and like also, I was like, maybe prediction of they steal an Imperial shuttle in like the very first issue, maybe like the second issue of the 2020 run. I'm like, is that, is that Tiberian or whatever the, the shuttle they used to go to indoor? Yeah. Uh, Tiberius Tiberian. Could be. I don't think it was. Like I I feel like every time I see a shuttle, it's like, is that, is that Tiberian? Is that, is that the one? It could be. Maybe. Watch it. And watch it. Are we sort of on that note, as far as what this comic's been setting up, we haven't, seen luke since like he was on that planet and got his crystal from crystal uh, christophsis yeah oh it was on christophsis yeah okay yep. right um yeah. but yeah that was issue 35 i think and then or wait and yeah, yeah 35, and, then, and then they had the was like bombing shot, there's the two issue crossovers because he went to it's weird with the timeline because i think the afra two issues um came before oh, the yeah. Yeah, because Christophsis issues. Yeah, so the yellow lightsaber, but it's on the fritz in those. And uh, then Afra goes with Vader at some point. I'm sure Trev, when he finally catches up or whatever, is gonna not be happy, but yeah, he's still mad about War of the Bounty Hunters. He's literally <laughs> threatening to like cut his book up so he can arrange the panels in a better order. But yeah. uh I, I love the cast of this book, but it is kind of frustrating that we have to like alternate arcs through each character it's cool but also like i want to see luke it's been three months yeah i want to see luke at the same time like i it's it's hard because i like them all like i like what luke's obviously doing i like what they're currently doing with lando like lay had a lot of development early on Mm -hmm. and like with the um what's her name uh tahara Uh, or something like zara yeah uh, tarkin's well yeah yeah and but yeah zara with a z um, yeah, like but like it's very hard to juggle all these pieces i think it's so far right. it's like it, it's always like the interesting thing of like being a, com- a week-to-week comic book reader and like trying to compare it to the experience someone might have in a couple of years just sitting down and reading 50 issues right off the rip like very different things so right. i don't know i i kind but. of like the more like narrow focus because i like having like this is the lando and lobot arc that like last one we had a luke arc i like when it's like when you can have kind of an arc and you don't you don't feel like you have to like you know this is the lando arc but also luke's here because it's the star wars mainline so we have to have him kind of tag oh yeah arc. yeah you don't want like eight pages of each story in one issue or right. just like you know and then luke's here because you know we're contractually obligated to put him on like three right. panels per issue 
yeah. well but it's like i mean i yeah because i read dark horses like empire run a while back and that's like we're gonna have it it's gonna be a bigs arc of like six issues all about bigs but it's gonna be two issues and then a random one shot and then maybe two more issues and then like three issues of a different story and then we're gonna finish it up you should read them all together but we're going to break it up over like a year's time for some reason so like this is nothing to me yeah um but they did, I think, mention the previous the the bombing on Coruscant. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, all those dudes were like, "We love what you did on Coruscant," or whatever. Uh, I thought that was a cool issue too. The one weird thing in that one, he was kind of gung ho to help the rebellion, and this yeah. one, it starts out he's like, "I don't even know why I'm here." Right. Well, like Lando, I guess that's very Lando. Yeah, it's very Lando. Like he, like you know, he was the Baron administrator for a while, and he liked being in charge, but it's kind of He's like important in the rebellion, but also not in charge of the rebellion. Like, I feel like Lando can't chase very heavily against rules. There's like a really fun uh, scene in uh, issue was at 37 where, you know, he's like, listen, as we kind of talked about this, he goes to Leia. It's like, hey, like, I'm, it's time for my adventure here and I'm taking the Millennium Falcon. And, yeah. and she's like, you know what? Actually, I do trust you. It, it got, you know what gave me mad uh, reminders of? Uh, there's a scene in Avatar The Last Airbender and season four. Where like yo, where I think it's like yo, Zuko just joined a party and like I think uh, Soka is like, hey, it's mine. It's now time for me and Zuko to go and have our adventure. Okay, you had one with Aang, you had one with Katara, you had one with Toth. It's me and Zuko's uh, team up adventure now. <laughs> it's a yeah. wild pull. <laughs> I I, actually I thought you were like... just gonna say secret tunnels. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. No, uh, so are you about to say something real dumb? Please don't well, say this. I just, I am not, I'm not not a fan of that show. Oh, I just haven't okay. watched it. Um, I just, wait, wait, you haven't watched it. Well, I don't think you want to know my, <laughs> I've watched four episodes and I didn't care for it and I moved on. It happens. I was going to say, as, as much as I love to get into tangents, this one I'll skip over because I feel like it'll upset people. <laughs> I, everyone I tell that I didn't, they're like, you just didn't watch enough. I'm like, look, I put two hours of my life into it. I'm I'm so happy that y'all love this show. <laughs> There's a lot of content out there for me that I gotta go. I gotta go find. You know, uh, I will I will respect that. I, I am not that. anti Avatar: The Last Airbender. I am similarly not pro. I am just. Uh, I, I thought you were about to say I am anti James Cameron Avatar though. <laughs> no, I. Uh, we, that's a. We don't need to go down that. Yeah, path. no, no. <laughs> that's a, that's anyway, so Dark Tour is number two. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Dark. Yes, but as I, speaking of crossovers and. You know, fun things. Let's talk about uh, the second half of this whole thing. Dark Droids issue number two. Um, the I felt like this was a really meaty, meaty issue here. So, um, uh, oh yeah, we should probably go through. What was the uh, creative team on this one the here? Writer, I feel like... Yeah, the writer again, Charles Soul, uh, and then mm-hmm. artist Luke Ross and uh, color Alex Sinclair. Nice. Um, so uh, the kind of a quick recap here. The Scourge is experimenting. They're learning from past mistakes on, of when they underestimated the Force. So they use C-3PO to kind of question Luke about its nature and how it relates to droids, as well as disposing of R2 out of an airlock. Meanwhile, Ajax is gearing up for war, putting on more armor and transferring an ally into a battleship for their crusade against the Scourge. And then meanwhile, they create the scourge itself creates a diversion on the rebel fleet. So C-3PO, who has been corrupted, can leave and set their sights on the ultimate of cyborg force relations, Darth Vader. Mm. 
This issue was insane. Like, in a good so way. Much, yeah. Like there's so much going on. Like there's like, uh, you know, as I said, like we saw like a, a murder happen here where like, you know, C3PO completely like shunked a poor I, R2D2. Out I'm really hoping that tiny little like C3PO staring out the porthole becomes a meme kind of like, um, this is a deep, this is a deep poll, but the uh, LaRocca face of the dude on the mutiny at Monk or not. Yeah. Mutiny at Moncala where he's like peeking his head out the bathroom or whatever. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of Salvador LaRocca uh, faces that are memes. So it's like, you gotta, yeah, go that's, because, that's because he found memes and didn't true them. It, it's yeah. like the, it's like the Imperial governor that they kidnapped and it's just like yeah. his face, like poking out the hole in the background. I feel like this has that potential of just it. Like I was talking about this earlier on maybe a Slack the just like the image of my in my mind of like this newly you know assimilated psychotic c3po who drags r2 by the antenna and just yeets him out the airlock and also murdering people in cold blood just the image in my mind of anthony daniels being this c3po is the funniest thing to me uh, he <laughs> would love it too you just know if 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 he saw this that he would he would dig doing this dialogue yeah it's just yep just yeah literally like drags r2 behind him and just chucks him yeah well like, at I some point in the issue he, muscle. yeah he at some point in the issue like talks about slamming someone's face up against the wall <laughs> yeah. and like like beating luke's, him to a bloody pulp like luke's like, yeah yeah, it was like, luke yeah I, can just, I can just like you know you like trash compactor this guy you know right it's, yeah, he says I could crush him like an egg, snap his bones, and watch his mind splatter against the. But I will not. Like, <laughs> yeah, again, just what the normal C three PO versus this. It's honestly like I'm really because we have D Squad coming up. I don't really know what D Squad is going to be. Are they going to be part clue. of this? I think they might be like the team fighting the scourge, and that's why we had to get rid of R two here. Yeah, um, I think that they're, like they're gonna go get R two yeah and be like it's the crack team yeah that's fighting back against scourge so the like the fact of like good guy triple zero versus like evil maniacal c3po is also another just hilarious thing to think about are are bt and triple zero and d squad i think 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 bt is let me double check on triple zero just because that yeah that would be a fun reversal like all the way back from like vader down yes uh triple zero is in it it's uh chopper for long oh ig88 bt and triple zero r2 and then uh whack or whatever the the pit droid from the original d squad tv okay. arc oh, okay so they, they've whack got 47 one, i think they've yeah. got one member still that's cool and <laughs> and i'm just praying to all the gods that meber Meber. <laughs> i mean like if you're gonna do d squad you gotta have him hanging out like they, they're saw, at least yeah they're going to make reference to him absolutely BT, bt rolls up and he pops the dome open and meber just jumps out oh my god what if he what if meber was in there the whole <laughs> the time? entire time he's been in there since 2015 just yeah. chilling <laughs> just murdering everyone you know, yeah, the last just, like, droid the tarkin initiative actually is weaponizing meber general meber <laughs> i i still think it's crazy that they're like bringing d squad into this main story because that's such a polarizing arc on the clone it's Lu- george, it's george lucas's, lucas's favorite, favorite. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's like everyone else's least favorite <laughs> yeah I, you know i'm i'm surprised that you know charles and cabin as good friends as they are they're bringing back references to the thing that showed us the skeleton that definitely was not jackson 
yeah, that's right. I forgot that was in that arc. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyway, anyways, back to uh, no, tangent. Okay. Back to dark. That was a related tangent, at least. It yeah. is a okay. it is a related tangent. So okay, so the, to kind of tie this into like a couple, these are a couple of fun talking points here. I loved having like C three PO kind of talk to Luke about you know can force can a Jedi be like droids or how do droids work with Jedi? Like, do you still feel the force in your you know cybernetic hand? With, you know, the one that was chopped off by your dad, and you see like Luke like that's kind of personal, man. But <laughs> I guess. Well, it kind of like flashes back to the story in No Space, where like I think he's really starting to grapple with that. For the, I guess, mm. I mean, it, it had been gone for a little while, but like that's kind of where he really starts to grapple with it more of like, you know, his relationship with the Force and having a robot hand and him like, yeah, C three was like, you're a cyborg. He's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> it's just my hand, dude. Partly cyborg, like. You know, so I, I like seeing like the, the villain like try to pump an unaware hero for information. I felt like Luke, you know, Luke was like a, like Luke doesn't know much. So, but it's fun to see like him like talk about how he feels about the Force, get like a kind of a fun character moment with there. And then we saw, hang on, let me uh, get this pulled up here. Then we saw some like real nightmare fuel here of like, you know, speaking of like cyborgs here. Like, and it's we, just, yeah, like, it's, it's I, like, I think. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, I think the the comparison I made is like the uh, Sid's toys from Toy Story, where like they're all like you know oh, yeah. mashed together, yeah. to just like the astromech with the two human arms sticking out. That's uh, that's gonna haunt me for a while. Like that, there's some really disturbing things, but like I can't just imagine like Chopper rolling up and popping out to like two like human arms there. Like that's just like horrifying. And so this this page has a lot of text, but I do think we have to unfortunately, fortunately, actually go on another tangent. Because oh, yep, Fiz- yep, yep. Fizen Gore is Fizen Gore, like I saw so, them. Like, so wait. we've all read the book, then, right? Uh, well, last yeah. shot. Yeah. Oh, so the book I, is last shot. Solo prequels. So I, I brought my copy and I, I had to show the objectively best cover um, of, of yeah. the the, yep, of the what, two because it's a reversible shot. one, um, which they should do more often. That was a cool. Little it's gimmick. sick. Uh, but they so Fizen Gore last shot is it? It's a Daniel Jose older novel. It's han and lando it's all over the board multiple timelines um but he the he is the villain that kind of goes throughout all of the timelines from pre-solo to uh pre a new hope to post return of the jedi and Mm -hmm. he's this insane like one honestly one of the cooler star wars villains i think very underrated canon star wars villain but he's a uh utai there's like two species i think utai um that like is he's like learning to become a doctor gets kidnapped like drug out to the desert goes insane after his kidnappers all die and is like droids because there's like a droid that's left there's like he's left with a droid and his like best friend from med school who's like bleeding out and like comatose and he's like you know what droids are better and just decides to like start experimenting and trying to attach human limbs to droids and it like does not i mean it kind of works but like he's like talks about how like you can it only lasts so long like all these things i'm doing all the science i'm doing and the parts like the the arms and the legs still fail over time because it's organic and just like this crazy villain and the fact that we're bringing him back in yeah. or at least in reference in this because he's still alive because in this, spirit and because like, he, he'd be he, very happy with all this yeah 
this would you know his 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 ultimate story goes past Return of the Jedi, and we are pre Return of the Jedi, so he's still kicking around somewhere. But yeah, even passing mention, I think is pretty dope, right? I read it over the summer, yeah, yeah, because I I read it on release, and then I sort of revisited it. Long story short, we're doing a trying to do a project with the timelines book, and so I was oh, going I was going through that yeah, section, yeah. and last shot gets a big chunk of that timelines book. And so I was sort of reliving the book through that. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah this is some cool stuff. So I, I, now that he's brought back up, I should check that book out again. It was, it's not my favorite. I think yeah. the problem for me, it's like one of those things where it's like, if you have multiple POVs or in this case, multiple POVs and multiple timelines, you're naturally going to have ones you appreciate more than others. And mm-hmm. that kind of just like was my main issue with this one. But I, like, regardless, I think, again a super super underrated canon villain absolutely so you know there's just something horrible horrifying about you know, chopping off limbs and trying to attach them to droids or vice versa there so like yeah, i think the one the one that gets me the most is the one with the with the human legs the mm-hmm. protocol droid we see there and like bending a leg way too comfortably for a droid though uh oh, yeah. i think it's on the page after that or before that yeah, um, like it's just they're just some. Uh, oh, I know there is. Yes, the third guy down. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Now, now here's the question. Like, do you think he's like he, like um, the scourge here is just trying to say like, listen, if I I need to do this so I can keep expanding because I need to be able to integrate humans and like sentient life into this sort of thing. Like, is is he kind of going crazy? Do you feel like he's um, uh, he's kind of going off the the deep end here or is he really learning this lessons like you know i need to stop underestimating the force and get the force on my side now he's pretty crazy it seems like a, yeah it seems like it's a little bit of both because like he has the side of like i know i need to eventually do this i like i understand i have a problem it but this is the only way to kind of like sate my hunger as it is like i cannot i literally cannot control it but the last time i tried to do this the sith took me out um in a very kind of uh, to be honest drin gear kind of looking thing like i don't yeah. know if you remember the the panel from right. the high republic where it's like all the 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 sith are pointing the lightsabers at the drin gear uh yeah there's a there's an image in here that's almost exactly that but yeah so he's so he's kind of like the scourge is grappling with like this expansion and the desire to eventually go to organic life and then needing to understand and have a way around the force because the force was it's undoing the last time it was free. Um, so, so he decides also that- another one of those times where like we get some references to the Sith doing some cool stuff way back in the day. I'm like, I want to know more about that. It's, I mean, cause this, this goes back to, it was stuck in the Fermata cage. So this uh-huh. goes back again to souls 2017 Vader with like the moment stuff. Cause yeah, that's where, moment the Fermata cage originated from. Um, so I, maybe we'll get more like, out, like moment flashbacks or something like that. I would love to see what the Sith were like, like pre Malachor, like pre before, like the Bane and rule of two. I would right. be fascinated with that. There, Cause there, we get little nuggets every once in a while, the drain gear mm-hmm. and this or moment and they won't show us all of it yet. What's the what's the dude from uh, Dark Legends? The one that's like in all of George Mann's stuff. He oh, like tur- turns oh, his wow. apprentice to stone. Yeah, I man, I don't remember, but that was a cool story. Yeah. So, but speaking of Sif, the the, the uh, this guy did this uh 
this villain, this um, scourge, is like, you know what? I am going to take over, you know, Darth Vader. That's the one one that's going to go. I feel like like half of this series, half of the cosmic force has been talking about like, man, you don't mess with Vader. Right. That's a bad idea. Like, I feel like he's done a good job. Like, I'm not going to underestimate the force this time. I'm going after Vader. Like, did you not hear yourself speak here? I mean, have you not read the past six trade paperbacks where that someone tried to come for Vader? It doesn't. So far, we don't know of a way that like anyone can resist the scourge. It seems like a pretty much like a once it's on you. At least for now, there's probably like that's gonna be a plot point later on. But like as of right now, once it's like attached itself to you, you're kind of cooked. Um, so like at least for droids, we don't right. know about for I, if it, if but if it can have a hundred percent control over Vader systems, like we've seen elements of this with IG eighty eight getting the remote during mm-hmm. War of the Bounty Hunters, uh, and uh, then black, white, and red, black, black white, and red with Jason Aaron's story there. So we've mm-hmm. seen this attempted before this. I mean, again, obviously there's a movie that's taking place after this that he has yeah. to be alive and not like robot zombie. Uh, in but i would say like in a in a vacuum it would have a better chance than everyone else exactly and c3po is also alive in episode six so you know that's true yeah you can be i mean i i think there's no question just from a storytelling perspective that that it he's gonna get infected and then Mm -hmm. it's gonna be a sort of a he's battling which i assume that'll be in his tie-ins mostly him yeah battling the scourge and it a big theme of this comic is sort of like what is a droid and droid sentience. And I mean, that's a, a tale as old as time in star Wars, but mm-hmm. it makes me think of Obi-Wan's line in whichever movie where he says he's more machine than man. Now mm-hmm. um, like, that's kind of, I mean, what we're going to find out is like, is he more machine or is he more man? Like I, I, mm-hmm. I suddenly was reminded of the uh, 77 Marvel run, like the original one, like the first like story that they like that they did after like the movies, like mm-hmm. they had Han Solo going to essentially a Western town and all the people there were like super racist against droids and cyborgs. Like <laughs> we're not going to let this dead cyborg bit get buried in our uh, graveyard here. And like, so it was, it's interesting that you brought that up of how like there is still like a, there, you're right, it always has been like a tension between droids and like, and even in the extended universe, like, you know, you know, droid, like being racist against droids is bad sort of thing. Right. Well, I mean, that's um, in, in the canteen. And you hope, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We don't, we don't serve droids here. Mando it, season it, it, two, the droids take over the bar. Exactly. Was that not season three? No, it was season two because um, oh, that's when we see R five for the first time again. Right? Where? What was it? Mando three had that are, droid. Are sure, was the, are, the are droid bar. One. The droid bar was season three. That was on okay, the that, planet with Christopher Walken. That, stuff. Right. That, it was that's the, the, Lizzo Jack the Lizzo episode. Yeah, the Jack um, Black episode. But that was sort of the same. I mean, that was kind of dealing with the same idea of like our droids people, mm-hmm. right? And and, and like, this is yeah. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot to dissect there. This also goes back to like the Han Solo and Chewbacca miniseries, which kind of was our first between that and the Revelations one shot was our kind of like our first like foray, kind of pushing towards Dark Droids, where we see flashbacks of Ajax Sigma, who we haven't really talked about a whole lot yet, and we see L three flashbacks. So. Yeah, and it was. I feel like it was good because I feel like Ajax, like they're kind of setting him up, and they're like, "Hey, we're doing a big dark droid once." And like, "Oh, is Ajax the villain?" It's like, well, actually, nope. he's setting himself up as like the hero here. Like, 
do you think like that is he going to be the hero here is he is he going to be the one who like you know proceeds out and like ends it on his own terms so that they don't have to worry about like a weird messy crossover here or or do you think like what what is ajax doing here i mean i think he has he's the hero but he probably maybe dies is my prediction but i don't know i feel like he there's still more meat on ajax's bone i feel like they have he's going like like you know do something like heroic and like save the day here but then i feel like the, i feel like there's too much to ajax's story that we just like they've set him up too much for him just to be go out like a punk for like a better term i feel like they huh? need i feel like he needs to be in a couple more stories yeah i mean that uh that han and chewy book is like is turning out to be pretty important yeah it, it had like a direct crossover with either crimson rain or hidden empire with the uh yeah, with crimson the rain yeah the, the yeah, the archivist flashback, and then yeah, this Ajax Sigma. You see them bury it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, oh, they they put a lot of real stuff in here into what I yeah. thought was just going to be a little adventure comic, right? So we'll see. Yeah, I think, but yeah, we haven't talked a whole lot about Ajax. He's like he's super interesting character, very much like he's a droid revolutionary. He was around at least as far back as the High Republic and kind of laid dormant all this time until now yeah um, which, but he leads these enlightened droids that basically like the he, like he's like preaching philosophy to them like they're like here are these like tenets of being a like i think he called it a visioned droid or yeah, something like, like that of, like the, of how you first realize that there's i like you were in an individual then you realize mm-hmm. we you're part of a group and then they there's other people out there who are not part of the group yeah, yeah it's like a higher level of sentience like people that are like aware of their place in the world and like kind of are ready to make a step towards like droid liberation, independence, however you want to approach it. So it's, it's interesting. I think like we talked, you, Kaylee mentioned he's been set up a lot. I think like we just, I don't even know if it's that like, really there's been like three comic book issues that have like been like Ajax is a dude. He lived a long time ago. He's sealed away for a reason. And that's about it. Like, I think, True. yeah, we're going like, to get hopefully like, a lot more development of him. But I don't know. Who knows? Like, like I, I hope I, he gets more because, like, in the uh, High Republic flashbacks, it was Loden Greatstorm. Loden killed him. So, yep. like, that's already I was, I was just looking that. that up. Yeah. And we've already um, gone past that in the timeline. So it's, it's unlikely he's going to be a thing in phase three. Like, we've yeah. already done that. Oh, yeah. No, there's so, no way. I can't, now, like, technically, it's just. A Twi'lek we see. We don't... A Twi'lek with a gold lightsaber and like gold bands around it. Like we're just saying, it could, could be anyone. Be, it, could it could be, be anyone. It, it could be Joden Lesser Storm, his, his, yeah. his punk <laughs> yeah. cousin. Yeah. But, I mean, so sort of with back to the what we were talking about earlier with this Higher Poe short story book, mm-hmm. I'm like, all these short stories, I'm thinking, okay, they're gonna keep telling stories after this you know the three phase thing is done mm. um because there, some of these stories don't matter so to speak i know a story doesn't have uh-huh. to matter but there's not like the, a direct tie you can see right, right now like because they're telling post phase two stuff and and that timeline's we're, we're done with it so this could be something that we explore down the line or Man. or it's just there but i mean you know these high republic authors love to bring stuff into their their modern era work sure. like they, then, they all have their um I, I, this sounds you know pedantic but they all have their like pet projects you know they, they, all, they all have oh, their 100 their glup shittos their glup shittoweens all of them they're jackson i mean they're um they're kevin started with um 
Dooku Jedi Lost, like years before the High Republic, uh-huh. making references. And then Master Apprentice got it. And yeah, Dave Alompop uh, showed up in the High Republic mm-hmm. really randomly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Justine uh, Ireland it, really likes her. And I like If, if Justine Ireland is writing something, you know it's going to mention High Nestia at least once. That's just, <laughs> that's just the law. Yeah, uh, that is really funny. I mean, it's all Star Wars authors, but I feel like especially the comic writers love mm-hmm. to do that. And it, I'm, they're probably because it's like they already know they have permission to use these characters that like they invented. So I don't right. have to ask Pablo if, if I'm allowed to have this character. Or ask another writer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think my, my prediction with like uh, this, like, I guess, post phase three world we could live in. I think we get more things just like that are more like Padawan where it's like we're getting lots uh, like the not the junior or not junior novel, the Y novel. Like yeah. we're like. Yeah it's set somewhere else, but we're giving heavy influence from yeah. the higher public and stuff like that. But well, maybe, also doing... maybe one of those is the Ajax story. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. That, that, could, that could be that. They're also doing, you know, the, um, why am I blanking on word? The acolyte. That's going to be a post phase three story, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, so maybe Ajax shows up in the acolyte, in the acolyte and gets killed sh- again. <laughs> exactly. No. Maybe, maybe, another, just, maybe this is another that. like Sith post Bane type issue where like, we can't, but we want to, but we can't. Right. Like, you know, you know, like they, they they keep saying, you know, like, you know, you know, he's like a heroic character, or like, you know, uh the Prometheus, he keeps getting, you know, killed by the eagle and having his liver eaten out. Like he'll just, you know, he just keeps Ajax keeps getting beat by cool guys, but he keeps coming back era after era. Right. Who knows? Ray and, and uh Finn and everyone might have to stop <laughs> Ajax at New some Jedi point. Order villain. Oh my yeah. god. Oh my it's it's just like that rat ghoul thing from the uh from the legend. Oh, from Vector? from vector yeah they're going to do vector but it's going to be wild i read that like a couple weeks ago oh my god it's so crazy like and and, some of the art like is so bad i i think it's just i think honestly just the old republic one is the worst and all the other ones are pretty good but anyways i i do want to say one thing about ajax and his like band of droids i think it's very interesting like at, like with their like enlightenment and they're like becoming visioned is like the emphasis on like their minds over like the physical form, which is like for a droid, like what matters is for most people is like the capabilities can like this load lifter lift loads can like, <laughs> like, you know, can the astromech scomp into the scomp, like all these things, like they need like to be able to do physical things where it's like, what matters to the, these droids are like their minds, like Ajax, mm-hmm. like he's like, whatever I will, you know, change my parts from a, like li- a literal priest to being a warrior. Cause like, this is what calls for, or right. like, we're going to take my protocol droid friend and we're going to put him in literally like gear. take her brain out and chuck it in a ship. Cause that's what we need in the moment. I, but, I love like, how he like apologized and thanked him for his sacrifice. I think that's yeah. on this page right here. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was cool. Well, it, so. That is super cool. I'm always like, like I'm a little bit like I guess you know droid brains are a lot more like focused because I feel like if you were to put my brain in like a, a battle like tank you know ultra like with a hyperdrive and guns it'd take a little bit of me to get maybe like a couple of years for me to get used to like moving everything there <laughs> I mean, you know the Millennium Falcon matrix of three droids in a in the nav computer is like yeah. the perfect representation of like it just works <laughs> it just it just does so they just yeah, talk feel- to each other in there. Which yeah. it makes you wonder, like, in this hive mind, like, how chaotic is that? I know that this issue, they kind of talk about how, like, he he can't focus on everyone at once, right? Right. And, and that's so part he, of the problem. He, 
which is kind of interesting. Usually with this omnipotent stuff, they're like truly omnipotent, but he mm-hmm. he's like, all right, I got to be C3PO right now. And I guess everyone else is on autopilot. Right. Uh, <laughs> they're on autopilot and they might accidentally just murder someone. So I need to be <laughs> careful. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's back. like, please do not screw this up for the rest of us. I'm going to be gone for 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> and <then> just, <laughs> this is Troy just chucking someone off of like a course on skyline. Yeah. Like, damn it. Like, you know, how many murders was happened while I was gone? 17. Which, like, uh, yeah, I know it's, it's an overplayed meme already. And let alone with the Ahsoka show, but like, God help us if he gets chopper. Yeah. Like it's, it's just over uh i i it is interesting that like i don't know if the scourge by like if it if like if the scourge in is naturally evil like mm. it feels like there is some like i think it, like it has these goals that like it cannot control itself from trying to achieve but i don't know if that it necessarily like wants to be an awful thing it's just kind of like it's programming or it's whatever like this, yeah. this, this, like you know, this is a shout out to Gia here because she, I feel like she would really love this discussion. But I feel like this droid is almost like a dark side. It is like a dark side thing. It is because it is so absorbing and it's trying to take things just by that nature of being like expansionary and devouring and mm-hmm. that that deep desire of hunger. That is like naturally a dark side sort of thing. So, like, is he trying to be evil? Not necessarily, but I feel like this creation and by what it is and by its nature it is kind of like a dark side thing yeah and he, like going back to our star wars conversation earlier it's like it's trying to absorb the knowledge of the truak talkie droid because like this thing has been dormant for thousands of years so like all this knowledge that this one droid has is such a valuable thing to it if it can you know reach out and expand to this little annoying shit of a droid yeah but I don't know. I'm really like I'm really enjoying the story so far. I like I think I had my moments with Hidden Empire and Crimson Rain where like I really like them, but I think like this feels a lot more fresh, if that makes like, sense. It, it feels yeah, definitely. It feels good. It feels like it's like going its own like independent way, like like with like Crimson Empire, like again, it was like, hey, we're going to overthrow the Empire. Like I like I'm not sure how that's actually going to happen, but with Dark Droids, like I really have no idea what is about to happen with all these sorts of things. I know our main characters will get out of yeah, here. It's like it's we like, can't say entirely, but but, but yeah. like, like there's so much. Like I don't know how this is going to be resolved. I don't know if like is Ajax going to be the one to swoop in and save the day? Are all the heroes and villains going to like coalesce together and stop the droid uprising here and just like bury it super quick? Like there's so much going on here that I'm not sure what the. Uh, like, I don't know what the, even this, uh, like, I guess the, the Scourge's endgame is like total galactic domination, I can assume, but who knows? Yeah, or he, yeah, he wants to be alive, um, yeah. I guess. And I, th- I think my, my, my prediction is that he takes over Vader at like the end of maybe, maybe towards the end of the miniseries, you yeah. get a, re- a bunch of really cool variants of Vader with purple eyes uh and then maybe palpatine has to come lay down the smack i don't know that'd be cool i feel like they just did half a, did an issue where like palpatine laid down the smack with the uh crimson empire so like yo i wouldn't say i'm opposed to it but i feel like they just did played that uh that card there and maybe palpatine's like well i'm going to spend the next 10 years not doing anything i mean i feel like Palpatine's whole mo is beating down Vader in whatever yeah. way he. Can. He's like, oh, I have an excuse to do it now. Yeah. Okay, he's like, all right, let's do it again. He gets out both red lightsabers. Yeah. 
pulls it out of his little his little statue or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a little flip top there. It's a little uh, switchblade. Uh, I, I think the one thing it's sort of in relation to like this being after the other three events. It's like I'm ready for that to be over. I know that like I think that's what everyone kind of feels. Yeah. Because um, I've been a Marvel fan for a long time, and that's often how the main Marvel comics are. It's like every summer there's a new big event. And this is, we've kind of been alternating arcs on every book where it's like they get one story and then we got to tie in with Crimson Rain. We get one story, Hidden Empire. Like, just tell just Star Wars and then just Dr. Afro, just do separate things again. That's not, like you're, that's nothing about this story in itself because I'm, I am enjoying it. I was about to say, I feel like they're doing a better job. It's like, you can definitely tell this is a Star Wars story. This is like yeah. a Lando, Lobot sort of story. And like mm-hmm. the Afro story is like setting itself up. Like, hey, we're still doing like major plot progression with the Afro thing. It just happens to also feature yeah. like Haywire droids. Yeah. Right. And I was really so sh- I think uh, that, that'll all just depend on how it, how it culminates with right. how much it crosses over. And I was really shocked at like, we only got two issues for all these main lines between hidden empire and this. And I'm like, that's, that is not enough time, but like, yeah. I, I don't know. I like, I, so far I'm, I'm into it. So we'll see. We'll see how we feel. And, you know, again, in like three months from now, you know, so but, you better tune in then listener. Yeah. Gotta keep listening. We got, you gotta see how our opinion like sours are, are enhances itself. No, no, no. We're, we're good vibes for now. We're, good we're, vibes. we're, Great we're vibes. having a good time. Yeah. Speaking of good times, what's what's coming up? What else was released this uh this month here? This this past two weeks we had the all just the first two issues. I don't think any of us have read Mando season two, uh, issue three. I saw the movie. I, I saw the I, TV I, show. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know, yeah. I'm familiar with the story. That's <laughs> yeah. um that's the Bo-Katan episode. That is the Bo-Katan I did flip episode. through it at the comic shop and then I was yeah. like, okay, I've, I've seen and this. then Hyperspace Stories eight, which I know. I'll, I think we're all trade waiting for yeah. hyperspace stories. So, you know, maybe Actually, so someday. I, so that, that trade just came out within the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks. And so I did read the first volume of that. Uh, and I like it. It is. I mean, it's crazy that we just got the first trade. And we when we were at Celebration was when they announced that. Sorry, Celebration 2022 was when they announced yeah, that Anaheim. series. So and it's May. Of, yeah. Yeah. It's taking forever. It's all right. Um, I liked the first IDW Adventures run better, but it's cool that it, there's this continuing story through it. Mm. That, and they're sort of like with the Wookiee. I don't know if either of y'all have read it all, but I, it's have, okay. it, I have it on my shelf. Yeah, it's um, it's a little expensive. Dark Horse, if you're listening, it <laughs> makes sense. But well, Speaking of, Marvel raised the prices on all their issues seemingly by a dollar. So thank you. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, y'all need to do an episode on just like our frustrations with trade paperbacks and collections and pricing. Uh, Don't get me started on the blade being blue. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyways, and then the other one that came out uh, this past over the the past bi-weekly period was Bounty Hunters 37, which I really enjoyed. Uh, It is a continued trauma on on balance which is kind of the mo of that series um i, I, I feel but, bad for the dude at this point like <laughs> wow you're about to like they're, they're about to lowbot him and get all his memories off they cannot he cannot catch a break and I mean, yeah, uh, that's been ever since yeah. he showed up in what imperial cadet was where he in yeah. canon and yeah he just keeps, and yep. keeps losing 
and even in the legends like they killed him off pretty brutally by like having like dropping him like, like an acid lake or something like that exactly yeah. like but like, speaking God. of they brought back a 1977 comics villain for this issue oh. it's the dude from droid the droid world story which i've not read because i've not read the original run but it's um it like it was weird because he was a, one of the characters that was in the revelations one shot and like it looked like um the character steel from superman essentially or yeah. like or the or the like lex luther superman character mm-hmm. uh and i'm like why is lobot look like insanely like jacked and like uh, like you know like a 90s um uh, like if they did a shadow of the empire toy for land for lobot that's what it would look like i'm like why what's going on here and then no it's this dude from 1977 i cannot uh, remember his name I'll have, my head okay right i did not realize that at all i'll have to look yeah. into that um yeah it's from the droid worlds story from from that issue um starts with a v i think is his name uh but he was a friend of Django fett apparently back in the day so oh. In, well, in canon, that is. In canon, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I started, or I was going to read that um, just so I could have, be tied in with Dark Droids, but I'm a little behind on Bounty Hunters, and oh. I, I, I couldn't. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm a little too lost. This is not a comic I, I, I can jump right I just, into. His, I just, his name I just, is Tar Kligson. Kligson, yes. I just looked Tar it up. Tar Kligson. Like, not Killson, but it's pretty close. Yeah. God, he so. does look like a Superman villain in this uh, here, doesn't he? Yeah. But, yeah, a little. But, yeah. So, anyways. Uh, but those were the issues that came out the past two weeks. Now what's coming up in the next weeks, which we might talk about. We have a few options. We have Darth Vader 38. Um, we have Bounty Hunters 38. So, very quick turnaround on that ish- on that series. D-Squad, which we talked about earlier. D-Squad number one. So, shout out WAC 47. Um and then there, we're starting an Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show adaptation. Um, maybe I'll read it when it's done. Um, so uh, we're about to have two trade paperbacks that are both Star Wars Obi-Wan, so that'll be really exciting. Yeah. Also, I, <laughs> fingers yeah. crossed that the, their spines at least look a little different. Yeah, I think mm, maybe because the, the parchment look. Yeah, the Mando ones had were like orangish. So maybe they'll keep oh, doing yeah. weird colors for yeah. the TV ones. That's, so uh, that, that's really helpful. Like the consistency oh, here. That's really right. <laughs> it is interesting now that like we're so far into like Marvel canon that you have like this many black tray paperbacks, just like, you know, like a full shelf of them. And yeah. then like a white one and a blue one. And, uh, you know, yeah, the, I like a red I one. I didn't mind the, the change in trade dressing for the 2020 series, but it's the fact that they throw in the occasional curveball, like War of the Bounty Hunters or right. Obi-Wan miniseries that just straight up don't match. Right. Um, hey, I'm welcome to for, comics. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for Darth Vader. I liked uh, issue 37. I thought it was cool. Um, more, I liked it more than I've liked that run for the most part. Uh, just because maybe because I like this dark droids thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have liked Vader more after we got like when like when he I was a little nervous with his little Afro crossover, but I actually like really liked it. So like I'm kind of like, at least more open to see where it's going now. I haven't caught up with that, but I did love the like Afra and Luke Luke crossover. So yeah, that one like they, that one's they, great. Everyone had like a really nice like camp mini break. Now we're getting ready for the dark and that was that was their first time meeting again since uh screaming uh, citadel Citadel, right yeah Mm -hmm. 
Yep. At least I'm pretty I, I like sure. them together in that. Yeah, like, it, he, they, he never made it to the auction for War of the Bounty Hunters. So Right. And she was on Hoth, but not with him. Well, they were that, around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think probably Screaming Citadel was the last one for sure. Um, so, again, another thing that's been like like six years now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was in her first comic. You're right. Yeah. So, anyways, um, but yeah, so a lot of great stuff. But I think we're about done for this evening. Oz, I want to thank you for hopping on with us. Oh yeah, thanks uh, for having and, me. And uh, you know, we'll sure we'll get you back there at some point. Uh, but anyways, that will do it for this week's episode of the Cosmic Force. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to the show right here on YouTube where you can watch us every other Wednesday. Uh, we also encourage you to subscribe to our audio version on whatever podcast platform you listen to. Again, shout out Google Podcasts. Uh, and also, Spotify now works with Patreon. So if you're a Patreon member, you can listen to your Patreon podcast on Spotify natively. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and tweet at the show at Cosmic Force to stay informed about the Star Wars comics news or follow the show's show hosts individually uh there's at parker kirk underscore caleb is at caleb lamanac and jacob is at jacob bausch uh for reviews articles and the news for the rest of the wide galaxy of star wars content be sure to visit utini.com uh, we encourage you to join our utini discord community by going to utini.com slash discord and you can help support the show by heading to patreon.com slash utini and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just five dollars a month a special thanks to patrons Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Carl Sander, Zach W, Michael Fry, and Raymond Buzinski on our Jedi High Council, and James T, Ashley Ingalls, Colton Fife, and Chris Carrizo on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. Thanks again to uh, Caleb and Oz for joining me this evening, and a special thanks to our listeners. May the Force be with you.